You're listening to the Seek First podcast for students with Stephanie Akiyama and Kurt Petershawn. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, Stephanie Akiyama here with Kurt Petersheim. Kurt Petersheim, and we. I don't know why I said it like that. You got to be like announcer, like a runway. Kurt, (laughs) what? It's all your years in baseball. I think that they used to announce. That's the way announcers announce guys. Yeah, it was dumb. It was fantastic. <laughs> it was fantastic. Everybody text Kurt right now and tell him it's fantastic. Don't do it. All right, guys. Well, we are super excited today. We have a um, just a great um, podcast for you guys. We have been excited um, to dig in to the topic of heartbreak. Uh, one of our college students, Megan Poole. Shout out to Megan. Hey, Megan. Hey, Megan. Thank you so much for your question. Yes, it's a great question because yeah. what she asked is, as a Christian, how do I deal with heartbreak? Um, and yeah. it is a great question because here's the thing. Um, if you haven't dealt with heartbreak yet, uh, you will. It's just part right. of being a human. It's, yeah. it's like uh, paying taxes. Like you just have to do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yes. And we've kind of been talking about, we a couple of weeks ago, we did more of a general suffering and trials and things that we go through, yep. um, you know, and so, and, and last week talking about bullying. And so just kind of keeping in line with the just different things that we go through that are hurtful. Right. Um, and since Megan asked this question, we just thought this would be a, a good week to, to jump on that. And we understand too, I think that, you know, well, like you just said, um, you might not have gone through this yet or maybe aren't currently going through it or whatever, yeah, but it comes, you know, it comes. Well, and course. heartbreak isn't just right. dating. Yeah, right. And listen, I will say today you guys are in for a treat. Yes. One of our college students is going to um, just share her testimony, share some teaching on heartbreak. Yes. And I am super duper, like way more uh, than what Kurt and I are going to say. I'm super excited yeah. about what Taylor has so going to say. Yes. yes. It's going to be really good. Yeah. So good. But I did want to say that heartbreak is, um, it's loss of relationship. Right. So you may have already experienced this, maybe not in a dating relationship, but maybe a divorce of your parents, or maybe you had to move away Um from your hometown, maybe start a different school, just the, or a betrayal of a friend, like all kinds of Mm -hmm. things could lead to heartbreak. Yeah. Uh, And the biblical answer for those is the same. Yeah. Uh, Now today we, we probably will be talking more about dating relationships, but, Mm -hmm. um, heartbreak, if you have experienced it is something that, uh, the Bible does speak about. I'm telling you, if you jump into the book of Psalms, um, you will recognize, uh, that feeling. Yeah, you'll have plenty to read about. Yes, in that, um, and and just the character of God. Yeah, uh, when it comes to heartbreak. Did you have one there that you wanted to read, or I have? Go ahead. I was thinking Psalm thirty four eighteen, and that's that. That was the first one I thought yeah. of when um when when we got this question. Is Psalm thirty four eighteen says the Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. That's a very famous verse, one that a lot of people know and kind of come back to and and um. One that I know is just a, you know, such a simple reminder, but a great and profound reminder of just him being near. Yeah. 
Yeah. Right. Being near to the brokenhearted, not yeah. just that he sees the brokenhearted, not just that he understands or whatever, because he does. Right. Um, and especially even like, you know, the author of Hebrews tells us that Jesus, because of Jesus, he even empathizes. Yes. Right. There's an empathy there because right. Jesus actually experienced brokenness and heartbreak and loss and um, betrayal of, of his friends and all of these things. But man, just again, to to be reminded that the Lord is near to the brokenhearted. Just yeah. he's he's close to us in our in our brokenheartedness. And yes. um, you know, uh, there's there's uh, like you said, so many psalms, so many other scriptures. If you go back to like we talked a little bit a uh, little bit last week about Matthew five, the the beatitudes about right. being poor in spirit, being meek, and those kind of things yeah. that we 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 Blessed see the Lord. Yeah, right. Yeah. And we see the Lord and know the Lord even better. Right. Through those kinds of things, yes, um, which is just such a great blessing yeah. and reminder. And I was reminded, and this is why I'm, I, um, my Bible's open to Isaiah 61 because when Jesus announced his earthly ministry, mm-hmm. uh, he announced he was in a temple, and he was handed a scroll, and it was it was the the book of Isaiah, and so he yeah. said. Um, that the the spirit of the Lord is upon him, and the Lord has anointed him to bind up the brokenhearted, yeah. to give good news to the poor, to set the captives free. And yeah. when I when I was reading about this binding up of the brokenhearted, the picture is beautiful because um, the word to bind up to bind up is uh, kabosh, and kabosh means to wrap completely around and hold tight. That's cool. And the word uh, brokenhearted is shabar, and it means utterly shattered. And so Jesus literally holds us together. Like that's one of the reasons why he came. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I thought that was super cool. Holds together what is shattered. Yes. Really, really like that. Um, So as as I was thinking about this too, you know, um, just the nature of relationships um, Megan asked this question. By the way, just a little bit of a um, a disclaimer here. Like, what we're uh, everything we're talking about in this podcast isn't necessarily what Megan was asking uh, about yeah, no, or any of that. Yeah. She just kind she of generally asking, yeah. "What do I do when I'm when I'm brokenhearted?" And, yeah. and kind of go through a, a, a relational break. Um, but in thinking about that, just made me think about some other kind of issues that might kind of play into some of that and be part of that. Um, a few weeks ago, we um, talked a little bit about Genesis and kind of the earliest, our, our oldest ancestors, Adam and Eve and the fall of man and all of that. Um, but there's so much for us to learn. There's so much for us to, for us to kind of glean through that story. And one thing that um, that I was coming back to just as I was thinking about this was Genesis 3.16. In Genesis 3.16, part of the fall, right, yeah. after Adam and Eve sin. And uh, God comes and he's he's meeting with them and he's talking with them, um, and he's at, and then he hands out some consequences, right? And and Adam's consequences were about working the ground and toil and hard work and that kind of stuff. Um, Eve's consequences, uh, one of them he talks about the pain of childbearing, but another one he says um, that you will have and there's kind of different translations, but kind of the most common translation is um, you will have this desire for your husband. Um, which is a very interesting, it's almost like that doesn't sound, how is that a curse? Right. What, what does that mean by that? Like, right. what, you know, is this, is this a bad thing? Um, you know, and I don't think it's all a bad thing, but I think kind of the gist of what God was getting at is what we do see. And so I want to maybe just kind of speak into the, the female experience, I guess, if I, I know I'm not a female, but from what the Bible is telling us here, um, that women do, it seems to me, and Stephanie, you tell me if I'm wrong, but 
I think women, girls do tend to have a, a deeper, more natural, more innate longing for intimacy. Yes. Right. Um, and even marriage right. than, than men naturally do. Right. Um, men don't naturally have that same, at least to the same degree. Um, and I would even say, generally speaking, again, I wouldn't say this is true for everybody, um, but generally speaking, women would f- probably fall much harder, much faster in love, so to speak, yeah. um, than men do. And therefore, the consequence of that being their hearts are also far more easily broken, Yeah, um, which is a sad truth, uh, but it is a truth, I, I think. Would you... I, I, I definitely have met some guys who have right. been brokenhearted, yeah. yeah. um, but I would say the same thing. Yeah. I would say that 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 girls typically feel it mm-hmm. deeper um, and long for that intimate connection yeah. um, deeper than most guys that I have known. Yeah, and what you know, and again on the other side of it, that's it's a beautiful thing about the differences in men and women. Right. Right. Because women do, I, I think women do feel deeper in general, which can be a great thing and a, yeah. and a beautiful thing because I mean, women are just capable, I think, of compassion and right. mercy and tenderness yeah. and care and love in ways that guys aren't, right. and we need that. <laughs> right. um, but again, I think also that that does then create sometimes, um, especially in these breakups, yeah. where uh, you know. I've, I've been through them myself. I remember being going through breakups when I was younger, but also, you know, doing youth ministry long enough to see generally the boys are able to more quickly move on. Right. You know, and the girls right. will, will struggle a little bit more with that. So, yeah. Anyway, so that was yeah. just something I was thinking about with that. I know. I know that's hard. Yeah. And I was thinking of, um, you know, one of the things that uh, I feel like Megan was asking was just some practical, like, mm-hmm. what do I do? Uh, yeah. when my heart is broken. And so um, I just wanted to go down just a little bit of a list just to say there are a couple of things that I feel like are super healthy um, yeah. for you awesome. to do. And the first one is to acknowledge the hurt. Number one is it's okay to feel sad. Absolutely. But as Christians, we feel sad with hope. Yeah. <laughs> um, Psalm 35 says, weeping may last for the night, but joy comes in the morning. Yeah. And it's because that intimacy that we long for is actually uh, complete in Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, just acknowledge the hurt. Don't stuff it. Don't numb out. You know, don't binge all the Netflix business or sleep <laughs> for days on end. Yeah. Um, realize that grieving a loss is a process. Right. Um, the next thing is run to God. Yeah. Run to him. And we've talked about this in, I think, every podcast that we've talked about on yep. suffering because suffering tends Uh, We tend to want to isolate and just kind of lick our wounds, just kind of take care of ourselves. And that is where the enemy has so that's exactly right, because he wants us. uh, He wants to influence us. He wants us to be depressed um, and uh, to lie to us and tell us that God doesn't care. Yeah. A lot of uh, a very popular tattoo and uh, Instagram cover verse <laughs> is uh, Jeremiah 29, 11. A lot of yes. people love Jeremiah 29, 11. It's, I know the plans I have for you, declares yes. the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Yes. Plans to give you a hope and a future. And he's talking to his people, Israel, but it does so apply to every one of us that God obviously knows us intimately. Yes. He created us. He gave us a purpose. And man, yeah, I love that you said like we can acknowledge the hurt and and, and go through it and feel it in right. real time because right. heartbreak hurts. It's yes. broken. Right. And that is a sad thing and a hurtful thing. But to always 
like you said, to, to run to the Lord, not mm-hmm. from the Lord. And again, like Adam and Eve, not to hide from him in anything that we might be going through, but just to run to him, to trust him with it. Yeah. And that's the kind of verse that that I think can be a great life verse for any of us just to Absolutely. remember. That doesn't mean life's always easy, obviously, right. but it does mean he's got a plan and a purpose and he knows what he's doing. That's exactly And right. we're in his hands, you know, and yeah. we can trust him. Yeah. Um, I love uh, Psalm 10. Asaph starts off <laughs> with, oh, Lord, why do you stand far off? <laughs> right? Like, where are you? And I, this is why I love the Psalm 13, guys. I think, starts the same way. Yes. Yeah. And so when yeah. you read it, but by the end, um, Asaph says, but you, oh, God, do see trouble and grief. Yeah. And I love this part. You consider it to take it in hand. Mm. And that reminds me again of, I just picture God's hands as the one who is binding up the brokenhearted. Yeah. Um, he takes us in his hands. Um, and I think that is beautiful. He's such a personable God. Yes. You know, I mean, so many times through the Bible, you see, I mean, how do we see God portrayed? He's a He's a shepherd. Right. Right. He's a potter with a clay. I mean, what is, uh, that's hands on. Yeah. And then obviously in the New Testament, we get father. We yes. get Jesus calling him father and tells Abba. us to call him father. Abba. Uh, that we cry out to him like this. This is yeah. intimate language. Right. This is personable language. Yeah. Um, that our God is not far off. He's not distant from us. Um, yeah. And I, I, you know, obviously I think about something like, we all love Philippians 4.13, but yeah. Philippians 4.13 and or 12 and 13 says this. It says, in any and every circumstance, this is the Apostle Paul, I have found the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. And then he says, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. And that's a verse. And that the reason I thought of even that verse when it comes to heartbreak and because like you said, it's it's losing a relationship. Right. That verse is about loss. It's not about winning. Yeah. I know people write right. that on their football cleats, but that <laughs> I, I would be careful to write that on your football cleats because that verse is about losing. Yeah. That verse is about Paul saying, I, I know how to lose. Right. I know how to be hungry and poor and impoverished and lose friends and lose love. I, I get it because I know my strength is in the Lord yeah. and I trust in him through the good and the bad. Right. Um, I think that's a great word for us as we go through heartbreak to just yeah. remember Again, he's near to us. He binds up the brokenhearted, like you said. And um, man, the secret to facing any and every circumstance, as Paul puts it, is that Christ is our strength in us yes. and, and and through us and His Word and His Spirit. Yes. And again, this is why we um, why we encourage you guys to be in the Word every single day to mm-hmm. pray, because even when our feelings don't feel it, um, we can't we can't judge God based on our emotions. Right. We have to judge him based on truth. And yeah. so when we dig into scripture um, and when we come before him and allow him to minister to us, we we know the truth of his nearness. Yeah. We know the truth of his comfort. Um, and that is, um, it, it just is true whether we feel it or we don't feel it. Yeah. So some other um, just practical things, community. Yep. Like, Surround yourself with some uplifting friends yeah. who are going to encourage you, and and we've talked about this a lot too. I mean, we yes. come back to this, so, which is great. I mean, yes, gosh, exactly community right. is so valuable. Yeah, so yeah. needed. Yeah, uh, forgiveness mm-hmm. instead of bitterness. Uh, Taylor Half is going to talk about this a little bit. That yep. I, I love um, what she says, um, but I will tell you, something will come in and try and fill the void yeah. that this loss leaves, um, and you can intentionally allow forgiveness and gratitude to come in, or you can let nature take its course 
yeah. and let bitterness bitterness take root, right. and it will swallow you whole. It will swallow you whole. That's a yeah. great thought. I hope you guys were listening to that. Um, yeah, being very intentional about right. how you're responding after the right. heartbreak and what is going to fill the void. Satan loves to take advantage of those moments, and if we don't have community, right, exactly and if we don't right. know the truth, like right. you said a minute ago, letting our emotions drive it again. The hurt is real. We get that. Yes, but the truth is always real too. Yes, we have to be willing to live in. The truth. And again, that's why it's seek first. Yeah. Not seek in retrospect. Right. Not seek later. Not seek at some point when you're hurt. But seek first. Right. And then all these things will be added to it. That yeah. verse is about worrying about life. Jesus is talking about what am I what am I gonna eat? What am I gonna wear or whatever? But we also might be worrying about our relationships. Yeah. And maybe something that did happen or could happen or whatever. But he says, seek first my kingdom and my righteousness. And all these things will be added to you as well. Yeah. And, and again, he's not saying you're gonna get everything you want, but he is saying um, man, when my kingdom is your priority, my word is your priority, my yeah. righteousness, then you are content. Yes. You're satisfied in Christ, right? Yes. Which, again, is exactly what Paul's talking about in, in Philippians 4. Yeah, because you're aligned with what he wants for your life. Yeah. Yeah. I love right. it. Can we take a quick announcement break? Yes. Announcement break real fast. Um, if you do not, if you're currently listening and you don't have a, a church home for Easter, we'd love to have you at Eastridge. Um, we have an 8 a.m., a 9.30 a.m., and an 11 a.m service um, at both campuses on Easter Sunday, April 4th. So love to have you there or invite a friend if you if you do um, come to Easter Age or if you have another uh, church that you go to, that is awesome. Yes. We love just the, the fact that we can all as Christians gather wherever we're at on Easter Sunday, celebrate the resurrection of Christ Jesus. So anyway, just a little invite there. Um, okay, so here's what we're going to do now. We are actually, uh, like Stephanie has referenced, we have a good friend of ours, Taylor Half. A lot of y'all know Taylor. If you don't know Taylor, she graduated a couple years ago. She was in our ministry here at Eastridge. She currently goes to Troop McConnell College. Yay. And um, as we were talking about this, I thought about her just because I know her story, and I reached out to her to have a conversation with her about um, about what she has been through, what she went through, I think, and she's going to tell you about it, but as a junior, senior in high school, um, some heartbreak. Yeah. So I just thought, man, her story would be so good. I mean, you can listen to Stephanie and I, but we're just like the old people who probably don't know what we're talking about anymore. But um, she's she's a little bit closer to most of y'all's age and I think just has so much wisdom uh, to share with you guys. So um, here is the, the conversation that uh, we had with Taylor Half. My first real romantic heartbreak that I experienced was when my relationship of two years ended. So we dated throughout high school and we broke up because I was going into my senior year um, and it was really hard. I mean, breakups are a difficult thing or you know, whether it's a friendship ending or um, a boyfriend girlfriend relationship or a familial relationship, whatever it is, it's very difficult to have a relationship, have a friendship. Um, a connection with someone and then just to not have that one day to go from, you know, spending pretty much all of your time together, talking to them every single day and kind of doing life with them and knowing them really intentionally and deeply. And then one day just not, just not talking to them anymore. And that's really difficult. And I think the first thing to say is that it's okay to validate that you have a heartbreak and to um, realize that it's a real emotion. It's a real thing that we as humans go through no matter how old we are. Um, and not just not to de diminish a heartbreak or um, to, to tell someone or tell yourself that it doesn't matter. It's not that big of a deal because you're young or whatever the thing is. But um, to take it and understand, yeah, it is OK for me to be sad about this. And it is 
it's a real um, a real problem that I'm going through and just not to diminish it but rather to validate that yes heartbreaks do exist no matter how young you are or anything like that um, I would say I, I really struggled with my breakup because he was my first real boyfriend and we dated for two years like I said we did life together knew each other really intentionally and um, I don't want to speak for everyone but i I know that I feel this way, and I think a lot of people in general feel this way, and especially young girls, that we just have a desire to be loved and to be wanted by people, by um, our dads, by our family, by uh, our friends, and, and by a boy. Um, if you're a young girl, you, you desire to be loved and wanted. Um, I think that's just a reality. I won't say for everyone, but I think for a lot of young girls and even young guys and older people too, like we just want to be known. We want to be loved. We want to be wanted. And so um, that was really difficult for me. I know when my relationship ended because I very much felt unwanted, unloved, unworthy, and all of these things um, because of kind of the dynamic and the way that it ended. Um, we didn't end well. And so it was just very hard um, to grasp and kind of wrestle with the fact that my best friend at the time, um, that that they could make me feel that way, I guess. And so um, that was something I really struggled with. And I really, really had to lean on the Lord during this time because you get, we get our value from the Lord and we have to have our identity rooted in Christ so that we know it's not that we feel but we know that we're loved we know that we're wanted we know that we have value um it's no longer based on feeling but it's knowing and just believing um the Lord's promises that he is who he says he is and we are who he says that we are um loved wanted cherished adored um, completely worthy apart from our circumstances in this world. And so he really, um, I went on a gap year shortly after um, this breakup, about a year after, I guess. And the whole time, I just felt like God was teaching me my identity in Christ and who I was in him over and over again. And it was just a continuous um, healing, I think, because it took me a long time to get to a place where I was fully okay, I think, after this breakup. Um, and I was sitting, I think I was scrolling to through Instagram. I don't I remember what I was on, but I remember seeing this post. And um, I still have it on my phone. I'll read it to you. Because when I read it, um, it was it was a heavy read for me. And it says, Christian women are obsessed with their future husband. We flood our prayers, fill our notebooks, and paint our blogs with the desire of him. But what if he doesn't exist? What if, in this life, all you receive is Christ? Will he be enough? I remember reading that, and my initial thought was, I don't know if he is. And that broke my heart. Um, not in the sense of I don't love Jesus with all my heart, and I, I want to follow him fully and all of these things. But it was just like, um, I mean, like a lot of girls, I desire to have a husband. I desire to be married one day. And I think 
that's not abnormal. That's not not okay. Um, but what it's it's okay to want to be married and to to have the desire to want to be loved and in a um, romantic relationship or whatever the the heartbreak is. Um, but what's not okay is when you when you come to a conclusion that Christ is not enough for you. Because if Christ is not enough, I promise no one will ever be enough. And you will never feel fully loved and whole and cherished if you do not fully believe with all your heart that Christ is enough. If you are not fully content in who you are in Him, apart from any boy, any parent, any other person in this world, you will never be fully okay, fully satisfied. And so I really had to wrestle with this and come work and plead with the Lord and cry to Him and just say, you know, right now, this is how I feel but I want you to be fully enough. I want to be fully reliant on you and only you. And I don't want to have a deep desire for any boy, any man, any other human, except for you, God. Like, I just want you to be fully enough for me. Um, so that was a huge thing. That would challenge, um, if you are struggling with this, to to wrestle with that and, and go to the Lord about it. He's not afraid of your questions. He's not afraid um, of your heart or uh, what you think sometimes, God, how you feel. I mean, He knows every hair in your head. He knows exactly how you're feeling, how your heart is. And so just come to Him and plead with Him. And um, I think it's okay to say, God, I don't feel this way, but I want to. God, I don't necessarily... Um, I don't feel this way right now, God, but I want to. And so that's my challenge. Um, if you're going through a heartbreak right now, just wrestle with and fully find your identity in the Lord. Um, because that, that is, that is the most valuable thing you can do right now. Another thing I want to mention is, um, God gives us a ministry of reconciliation. And he wants us, I believe, to be in right relationship with each other, to love each other, um, despite anything that divides us. And as I mentioned, um, at first, my two-year relationship did not end well at all. Um, and there was a lot of animosity. We didn't talk. It was awkward. We saw each other in public. There was, I know, a lot of bitterness on my end just because of the way it, that things ended. Um, and... At some point, about, I guess, almost a year and a half, maybe two years later, I honestly don't remember how long it was after. It was a while, though. Um, we were both at very different places in our lives and um, geographically and all these things. And I just felt a burden to reconcile. Um, not in the sense of, like, I needed to be his friend again or I wanted to talk to him 24-7. It was just like I knew I had this bitterness and I wanted it to be gone. I wanted to move on and be fully content in the Lord and not have any animosity towards this past relationship. And so we ended up um, being able to have a conversation and it was so good. Um, just able to kind of understand and see the dis different perspectives of each other, um, of what happened and what led to whatever and understand that we grew so much, uh, apologize for where we wronged each other. And I'm so grateful for that conversation because I walked away from it feeling fully free, um, no longer feeling discouraged or um, worried that I'd see him in public um, or 
anything. Like I just felt fully free. The Lord just allowed um, that to be completely reconciled. Again, not to the fact that we could, we're going to ever be close friends again, um, but just that there's no animosity and that I wish the absolute best for him and just have no, no mal feelings at all towards the situation. Um, and it's beautiful that in Christ, we can have that. We can have the opportunity. Um, yeah, so my main takeaways are to lean on the Lord, fully find your identity in Him, um, not dependent on anyone else, and if possible, um, to reconcile in such a way that bitterness and all these things are diminished and that um, you're able to say that you you love them fully in Christ and that you wish them the best. I do understand and have to realize that this is not always possible for every relationship, um, but if it is, I would I would encourage you to do so. Man, so good. It's hard to add anything to that, <laughs> and uh, I don't think we really are adding to what she said. Thank you so much, Taylor, um, yeah. for for sharing that with us. Um, that is a blessing. So I hope that was encouraging. If you're listening to that, guys and girls, I mean, just so much wisdom from Taylor right there. Re- rewind it, listen to that again. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're we're gonna wind this down, and um, I think we both just had a couple quick parting shots. Um, so I'll go first on that. And I just wanted to say this, and I thought of this as Taylor was talking just about, um, her relationship and and the way that that ended and all of that. And just from a guy perspective, um, like I said up front, I think maybe us guys, we don't feel it as, as heavily sometimes as the girls do. Maybe we do. And sometimes we do, but, um, I, I think for the guys, if you're, if definitely if you're a guy listening to this, um, Man, just to have compassion, a little bit more compassion and understanding, and um, and just know where our 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 girlfriends or fiance or you know whoever it is for you at the moment, um, how she feels about things and how um, and, and and apart from all of that too, just how we treat them, um, guys. How are we treating? Um, the girls that we love, the girl, or so be one girl, girl that we love. Um, I mean, how are we treating them? How are we, you know, and, and honestly, you know, if you are not the kind of guy who is going to exemplify Christ the very best way that you can and follow him and love him and serve him first and foremost, like Taylor was saying, um, man, then, then honestly, you wouldn't be the kind of guy I would want my daughter dating. Right. Um, and on it, like seriously. And, and I hope that, you know, all of you young men have that kind of mindset that you want to pursue the Lord too. A lot of times, just to be real honest, a lot of times I see more young ladies more intent on serving and following Jesus wholeheartedly from a young age than, than the young men. I don't know why. Maybe it's just not as cool for guys to feel like they want to do that or just to talk about loving Jesus and worshiping right. Jesus because it doesn't feel manly. But I'll tell you, um, like Paul says in 1 Corinthians 13, I put childish ways behind me. Yeah. And he's talking about love. He's talking about loving God and one another because um, love is manly. And I think that's what we should do and strive towards um, is to be young men, be men who just love the Lord and seek right. first his kingdom so that we can love uh, you know, our significant other the way that we should as yeah. well. Um, cause you know, we, we, we shouldn't be guys that are cold and calloused and not considering the way that they feel and, and all of that. So yeah, just something. Good. Yeah, that's good. Um, I guess my parting shot would be, um, I feel like one of the best things that can come from brokenness, if we surrender to Christ, if we run to God, 
then it's understanding and being able to be loved in a deeper way and to love yeah. in a deeper way um, and to understand that Christ uh, really does understand. You can't come to Christ yeah. and say you just don't understand. Right. Um, he entered our chaos. He was broken. He even died crying, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Uh, he is our wounded healer. Uh, and I love Ephesians three sixteen through 20. And I'm telling you, if you will surrender to Christ, if you will run to him with your heartbreak, um, here is um, here is what uh, Paul is praying over the Ephesians, and and this is this applies to you guys, um, to us. I pray that out of His glorious riches, He may strengthen you with power through His Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and how long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. We should just end on that. The end. That is amazing. Yeah. Fullness of God. Love of God. Know his how wide, how long, how high, how deep. It's the love of God. Heartbreak is real. We all understand this. Um, but man, God is good. He is. He's near to the brokenhearted. And he loves us so deeply. Let's let's seek him first. Let's draw near to him in all things. Um, so again, thank you so much, Taylor Half, yeah, for that. Thank thanks, you guys Taylor. for listening today. So next week, um, in kind of continuing our just as we're talking about um, you know, relationships this week and, and, and heartbreak. But next week we're gonna we have a different question that had to do with relationships. We just thought we'd just keep jumping on that train. Yeah. Um next week we're gonna talk a little bit more about just how to have healthy relationships as Christian young men and women. How do I have a healthy dating relationship? Maybe set up some some good boundaries and things like that. We had a, a listener ask about that. So that is what we'll jump into next week. So if you're interested in that, we'd love for you to give that yes. listen as well. So thank you guys once again so much for listening. And as always Seek first first the the kingdom kingdom of God. Thank you for listening to the Seek First podcast. We hope and pray that you have been encouraged and empowered to seek first the kingdom and righteousness of God in every area of your life. If you are a teen or young adult and have a question or topic that you would like Stephanie and Kurt to discuss on Seek First, simply email kurt at eastridge.church. Until next time, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness.